Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Producer Ian, drop that beat. What's up? What's good? It's your host, Big Gang, your boy, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. With me today, I got Keone, as always. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's so yay. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on the Twitter machines because that that doesn't go down. Take that, yeah. Facebook. <laughs> Um, you can like follow me Instagram. there. Instagram, yeah, yeah. You can follow me there at Daydreamer Keone. And intern Aaron is on the podcast today. What up, y'all? You can follow me on Twitter at AJC underscore Daydreamer. You guys can follow me at JJ Daydreamers. Yeah, shouts out to Twitter for uh, not going down. It was a today- salvation for a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Today on the podcast, we will have news, start or sit questions from the fans, heads in the clouds, players, and some over-unders. So let's get into the news. Tight end Logan Thomas is headed to the IR and looking like he'll be out at least four weeks. The Washington football team did add Jay Sternberger to the active roster. This is a big blow, right? I mean, he was a top 12 tight end, Logan Thomas. And you're going to be I, without him for four weeks. I'm there. I mean, my guys just keep getting injured. Ah. Like my heads in the clouds guys um, from the start of the season. But it's all right. I think they did well without him. But I would still be nice to have him because he's a good piece of, an, of any offense. So, yeah, he, he was that number two target early, early here in the season. Justin Fields was named the Bears' starting quarterback officially. Good job, Matt and Aggie. It took four <laughs> weeks. Yeah. It's Andy's a, yeah, our an guy. Andy, an Andy Dalton injury, and Justin Fields played through a whole week before he got named the starter. So, <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Uh. The Dolphins wide receiver, Will Fuller, is headed to the IR, and he'll be out at least three weeks. It's a rough oh, no. one. I mean, there yeah. goes there goes their deep threat. Because <laughs> you could drop, can you drop Will Fuller in redraft leagues? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. He was questionable to so. be rostered at this point, and now you can just cut, yeah. cut your ties. Yeah. Especially since up. a deep threat isn't good when you can't pass down the field. No, yeah. Come on, Very Jalen true. Waddle. <laughs> Patriots traded cornerback Stephon Gilmore to the Panthers for a sixth round draft pick. He was good back when he played. He has missed. He missed all last season. He has not played yet this season. Intern Aaron, you said he's good to come back week six, you believe? He is eligible to come off the pup um, after week six. So he started the year on the pup, so he has to miss at least six games. So, And then he missed all of last year. He opted out with the whole COVID concerns. And so he hasn't played in over a year and a half. Getting close to like two years now. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, he was really good when he replayed, but we'll see how much this matters. Panthers did lose uh, their first-round draft pick, J.C. Horn, so they're looking for some cornerback help there. 
quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is still in concussion protocol and did not practice on Wednesday. It's looking like it'll be Drew Locke. He's taking first string snaps again. Please, for the love of God, Teddy Dripwater, shake off the cobwebs from your head. Save them <laughs> for later this month. Get hey, well, go get well your to, dripfulness, please. We need you. talk to Devontae Adams, because whatever he's got, you need some of it. I mean, he's different. is just different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Teddy, you need to be a little bit different, too. Seriously. Yeah. All right, Christian McCaffrey, this is good news. Return to practice on Wednesday. So he's still going to be a game time decision, quote unquote. We'll see if he's actually good to go this week. You're going to have to wait and see on that one. But it's good news that he is returning to practice already. The Broncos are looking at a week seven return for wide receiver Jerry Judy. He looked like the alpha before he got hurt. So we'll see uh, what the Broncos do. It'll be nothing if Drew Locke's still the quarterback. So. Exactly. Hey, yeah. Jerry Judy, stay injured if Drew Locke, <laughs> Drew Locke is, the, is the quarterback. Don't lower your stock. Wait until Teddy comes back and then just yeah. be like, man, I, I can I can run again. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. T. Higgins also practiced on Wednesday, looking like he'll make his return this week. Good news. And then some bad news. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, New York Giants wide receivers, did not practice in walkthroughs on Wednesday. Just some walkthroughs. They still weren't out there. So, I have a question. Yes. Do you think T. Higgins coming back, I think there's a potential for that to you can sell Tyler Boyd high. Would you sell Tyler Boyd high? Maybe. I think now is the time to do so because like when T Higgins was playing, Tyler Boyd was not doing very well, but these past two weeks with Tyler or with T Higgins out, Tyler Boyd has really shined. But I think that's because, you know, there's less competition. Just, yeah. You know, kind of More like how Jerry for Tyler Boyd. Yeah, how Jerry Judy left, you know, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, it's a similar situation. So, I think though if you're going to, you may, you can sell him high. I think at this point, potentially, if you're yeah, worried, I think, yeah, if you're worried, this is going to be the highest you can get him off of your roster for. So if, if that's your plan, do it now. Yeah. Mm. I, just, I don't know if I would though. I like Tyler Boyd. I also just don't know what you'd get back in return for him. Like, what are you trying to get? Like, you're probably not going to get a wide receiver too for him and you're, mm-hmm not going to get a running back that's worth anything because people are hoarding running backs like there's no tomorrow yeah so you kind of have to take your shot on like another high upside guy that might be more involved in his offense and is going to have more target share like that's the only way you're going to capitalize on tyler boyd's value in my opinion fair enough i just wanted to throw it out there i mean it's a good good discussion Yeah. yeah yeah all right that'll do it for the news today Let's move on to start or sit questions. So these are questions. If you guys want your questions answered on the podcast, we're coming up on a hundred episodes here. If you guys want to be like, Oh, I was one of the, I was a question in the first hundred episodes of the fantasy daydreamers. I was there at the beginning, get your questions in now because uh, we're coming up on that hundredth episode. So if you guys want to do that, send them over to us on Twitter at FF Daydreamers on Instagram day underscore dreamer media. You guys can uh, set, uh, hit us in the DMs there, tag us, whatever, ask us your question. We'll answer you guys' questions. So always good. 
All right. First question up. C.D. Lamb versus the New York Giants or D.J. Moore versus the Philadelphia Eagles? Keone, who are you taking? I got to go with D.J. Moore uh, because he is sl- slamming the, the the tracks on the – I'm sorry. I don't know how. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know where this is going. He's, he's skipping the tracks and bumping the the hits, and you know he's the Skrillex of of the NFL. <laughs> um, but anyways, I, I'm uh, he, he's no, he's wide receiver five right now, um, or at least in my rankings for this week. I'm sorry. Uh, I really like Sam Dar- or Sam Darnold. He's uh, I can't say enough good things about Sam Darnold at quarterback, and he's his go to guy. Um, CD lamb isn't as getting much of the target percentage as we initially thought he would, like he's still on the field, but he's not being targeted nearly as much as we thought he would. And I think that, yeah, just, I think DJ Moore until CD lamb gets more targets thrown to him then DJ Moore is the guy. Cause he gets a ton of targets. Yeah. DJ Moore, eight plus targets every week, six plus receptions every week. He's gone over 100 yards twice this season, and he hasn't had less than 79 yards in a single week. He's only scored in two games, but he's has three total touchdowns. You know, looking if you score in every other game, that's that's pretty good. You'll take that. But I mean, if that keeps up, we'll see. He's finished three weeks inside the top 12. That's the big thing for me right now. Um, he's just really been on a tear cd lamb he's the wide receiver 30 right now through the first four weeks and he's finished in the top 24 twice he's finished 12th once and 24th once so it's been a little bit of a struggle for cd uh a, a little bit more of a struggle than i think we thought we were gonna have with cd he's he's still getting targets cd is i mean it's just there's so many targets to go around that Cooper's also getting targets. Dalton Schultz has been a surprise. He's getting a lot of targets. So I, I, it's close, but I lean DJ more. I'm with you, Keone. Aaron, who you got? I actually got CD Lamb. I'm calling it right now. This is the CD Lamb re breakout week. We already know how good he is, but like he had week one against Tampa and then he's been quiet yeah. over the last couple of weeks. And I think a lot of it too is um, just the Cowboys offense in general. Like he's seeing the same target share, like or target percentage as he was last year, they're just not throwing it as much. So I think if they get into a game where it might be, um, you know, a little closer, and I think that this Giants defense is good enough to keep it semi-close. And division game. Exactly. And so the division games are always funky. Like we saw last week with Arizona and uh, the Rams, like nobody thought that was going to be how big of a blowout that was. I think this one will be a little bit closer. Um, I think they have to have Dak Prescott throw a little bit more. So I think that CD's uh, poised for the the re-breakout this week. Yeah, it makes sense. I do think CD Lamb is the better wide receiver out of the two, but I can't. I got to go with the hot hand with DJ Moore. He's he's been tearing it up recently. Yeah. So it's it's really close. If you got both those guys on your team, you're good doing for fine. You. Yeah, yeah. All right. Second question here: Tyler Coughlin versus Detroit or Max Williams versus San Francisco. Aaron, you want to start us off here? Yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Conklin versus Detroit. He's been on the field more. Uh, He has higher snap percentages. um, And he's also, in my opinion, at least uh, more likely to be involved in the passing game. Arizona, you have DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk, 
Max Williams, Chase Edmonds can run the ball. Like they've been playing so lights out that they don't have to kind of focus target those guys. And so I think the targets there are a little less predictable where for Minnesota, it's Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and then the next guy and Conklin might be the next guy. Like he's uh, seeing a good target share here. Um, yeah, right now it seems like these are the next guy. Yeah. So if anything, I'm going to go with the guy that I think has uh, more opportunities available, especially with like, if you're starting one of these guys, you're starting a flyer. Like it's, yeah, this is a, a stream tight end kind of situation. Absolutely. You're streaming the tight end. This one's really, really tough for me. So I'm going to give it to you, Keone, next. Well, I think I agree completely with Aaron um, in the same aspect where there's so many options on in Arizona that we've seen it like even impact DeAndre Hopkins. And like he hasn't been a less like he hasn't been a worse receiver this year. It's just they haven't needed to go to him in order to be good. And so that's a little bit scary. And Tyler Conklin is, yeah, there's less opportunity or there's less options to go to in that offense. And Detroit, I think, is a better defense to go against. But so I would pick Tyler Conklin. But in all honesty, pick somebody else. We gave you waiver wire options earlier in the week. So go with somebody maybe like a Dalton Schultz or even like a Dawson Knox, potentially. There's other options out there at tight end than these guys. But if you're going to go with Tyler Conklin. It's is there nothing to say about like if if you have to stream one of these guys, you're kind of hoping that one of them falls into the end zone because if neither of them fall into the end zone, then they're both didn't do what you needed them to do, right? Correct. So so I kind of want to go Max Williams here just because I think that Arizona, I mean, yes, Tyler Conklin will probably get more targets, catch more passes, but is he gonna get in the end zone? I think Mike Williams actually might have a higher chance of getting into the end zone. And you're just throwing darts at the wall with these two guys. So I would throw my darts with the better offense. Who knows? Minnesota might be able to run, run the ball against Detroit. Detroit's not a very good defense. They might get ahead early and not need to throw the ball. San Francisco is really bad though. <laughs> defense, their secondary is <laughs> banged up. Uh, it's really tough. I mean, what they're tight in 15, Conklin is tied in 15 and Williams is tied in 13 right now on the season. Yeah. Mm. You don't want to start either of these guys. I'm, I'll go with Williams, though, just to be contrarian. All right. Next question. Emmanuel Sanders at Kansas City or Jamison Crowder at Atlanta? And I'll start this one off. In Jamison Crowder's first week back, he had nine targets, seven receptions, 61 yards, and he got in the end zone. He finished as the wide receiver 16 on the week and played the second most snaps on the team of all the wide receivers. Now, he's not going to be the wide receiver 16 every single week, but he is going to get a lot of targets. Emmanuel Sanders, he's the wide receiver 23 right now on the season, and he's been decent, especially after going undrafted in most leagues. But if you're really looking at his finishes, he finished 66th, 57th, 4th, and then 32nd. That number four finish, he scored two touchdowns. I don't think that's repeatable. What is repeatable is that 32nd finish. Six targets, 60 to 80 yards, chance at a touchdown. That's doable for Sanders. But I think Crowder in a PPR, half PPR, he's going to see nine plus targets every week and just the same amount of chances getting in the end zone i'd roll with jamison crowder here keone who are you taking so 
I'm going to also go with Jamison Crowder because even though I don't necessarily like rooting for a Jets player, I feel like for whatever reason in my mind, he's kind of like an outlier. He's somebody who's like, he's too good to be a Jets player. So I don't consider him a Jets player (laughs) or like he's the best player on that team in a way. The thing is, is he comes in and he actually helps his team, helps the players around him. And that's not a Jets thing to do. It's like Brandon Cooks (laughs) on the Texans. We're yeah, like, hey, yeah, man, this guy's really good. Wait, who does he play for? Oh, what? How? Yeah. How is he on the Texans? Like, it's yeah. a shame. Um, I like I said earlier in the week, he's the shiniest piece of corn in the turd <laughs> that is the Jets. Uh, but I think the matchup against Atlanta is really good. And I don't know if this is a hot take, but I actually think the Buffalo Bills are gonna like break away in this game. And so they're going to have to pat or they're going to not need to pass as much. Whereas Jameson Crowder, I like him when he's healthy. He's the best player on that team. He gets, he gets targets and he gets in the end zone. So I'm going to go with Jameson Crowder. I think that is a hot take saying the bills are going to pull away from the chiefs. Hot take, hot take. All right. And then Aaron. I've got uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I think that he's poised for a big game. Um, Kansas City's defense has been absolutely hot garbage against the run and pass. And I think that this is a big, uh, another big passing game for Josh Allen. Last week it was uh, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, excuse me, and Stephon Diggs. And I think that Emmanuel Sanders gets his turn this week and he sees a uptick in targets. And I think that this game could be the higher scoring of the two. Uh, just because we've seen Atlanta's offense struggle so much and the Jets' offense outside of last week's struggle. Uh, so I think that in a game where, or in a matchup where I think that these two are fairly equal, I'm going to go with the uh, more opportunity for scoring, kind of JJ's reasoning for the tight ends. It's better matchup. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I mean, you want to talk about uh, Keone, Mr. Consistency. You might want to look into Emmanuel Sanders this season. Okay. All right. Just saying, just saying. I mean. Okay. But I, I do say, if, do, you, do you play both of these guys if you have them? They're wide receiver three flex options. Yeah. I mean. So okay. I think, I think you are just, hopefully you're deciding between these two players. Okay. Like for your flex. Uh, I mean. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I play them in all leagues. Like in a vacuum, I don't know if I play them. Yeah, I probably over... wouldn't feel start feel comfortable starting uh, one of these as my wide receiver too. Like I'm not starting him over like a Tyler Lockett or, you know, uh, yeah, Adam Thielen or anything like that. It's like no, I'm gonna stick with those guys. And then, what about like a Calvin a point, Ridley? Though. I, I uh, Calvin Ridley against the Jets still, this week. Well, I think Calvin Ridley has. Like I know he's yeah, been yeah. bad, but like the he's talent, been bad, bro. The talent is still there. Like you have to. Yeah. It sucks, but you have to still yep. start him. I'm with you. All right, let's move on to our next question. Taylor Heineke versus the New Orleans Saints or Matt Ryan versus the New York Jets? Oh, man, this one is rough. I don't want to start either of these guys. Keone, do you want to start one of them? Um, Yeah, I got to go with my boy and grab myself a Heineke. Yeah. He showed out last week, leading the game, to, um, you know, leading the team to a game-winning drive. And he and Terry McLaurin seem to have clicked now because Terry McLaurin had two touchdowns on the day, right? 
And I think that defense, I think the biggest thing is that defense is going to force them to pass the ball, to stay in games. And I actually think the New York Jets have a decent passing off or passing defense. And we've seen Atlanta struggle just in nearly every game. And so I think this might be a bigger game for maybe say like a quarter of Patterson or something like that, because he just seems to be in the end zone, you know, just randomly, like, Always. He, you know, he just magically appears in the end zone somehow. It's like, where did he come from? But I think, yeah, I think the Jets defense in terms of the past in the past game is good. And so I got to keep smashing Heineke until I get sick and have a hangover. But until then we're going strong on the Heineke train. So. Yeah, I mean, Heineke finished QB5 last week. Matt Ryan finished QB3. Uh, but Heineke has also been in the top 12 each week that he started. So I think I'm, man, this Jets defense has looked good sometimes and then looked bad other times. What, I mean, same with the Saints. What Saints defense are we going to get? The one right? that gets a bunch of turnovers or the one that just allows a bunch of points? What Saints the team Giants to win. Get? Like, yeah, true. Oh, man, it's actually really tough for me. I guess I go Heineke just because he's been the hotter one. He's been in the top 12 three weeks now. I'll keep going with Heineke. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of in that same boat where it's like, look, it's not going to look pretty. This is not a game you sit down and watch. You 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 don't check your phone. You look at the end of the game. <laughs> and you see how many points he got you because it's going to, they're going to be down 10, 15 points or whatever at one point. And you're like, how did that happen? Like, ah, this game's over. And then the next thing you know, they're going into overtime. Yeah. And you're like, well, how do you wait? Two touchdowns? Like what? So I'm, I'm starting Heineke if I have to, but please have better options. <laughs> yeah. It's well, rough, rough for you. All right. Yeah. Last one here. Clyde Edwards-Alaire versus the Buffalo Bills or Cordell Patterson versus the New York Jets. I'm going Cordell Patterson. The Jets are bad on defense. They're really bad on, on the run as a run defense. And Cordell Patterson is the RB5 right now. He's been inside the top 24 three straight weeks. He's been incredible for Matt Ryan. Yeah, all of his touchdowns took him in two games, but he has five touchdowns, so I'll take it. Uh, yeah, Cordell. Yeah, I mean, again, same thing. It's not going to look pretty. He's getting the job done. He's been on the field significantly less than Mike Davis has. He's yeah. just getting utilized when he's out there. It was like the it was like Rondell Moore the first three weeks in Arizona, where you could blink and not see him for you know ten plays, but then the second he's out there, they're running plays for him. Like he, they're yep. utilizing him in the offense, and a lot of it is in the passing game out of the backfield, which is easier to take advantage of and scheme up. So I'm going with Cordell Patterson as well. I think it's, we're going three for Corderell because he can, you know, he can be anywhere on the field and he can be utilized as a check down. Um, and I know it's, this is a begrudgingly because I, it's going to be, I'm going to taste some spicy chicken at the end of the season, but there's like Wayne Gallman got some points last week. So there's still a chance. <laughs> um, and then, like I said earlier, I, I believe that these uh, saints are, or the chiefs are going to be behind in this game. So they're going to have to abandon the run. So quarter up Patterson. That is going to be a great video. Whenever you have to eat that chicken. Yeah. I cannot wait for Definitely that. Definitely tune in for that one. If you want to see Keone yeah. 
look redder than he is right now. Yes, yeah, so that's exactly what I was gonna say. Oh, good. Like Kimmy's gonna have to take that video literally Sweating. in the shower because he's gonna yeah. have to just like make sure he's not slipping anywhere after he's done eating that chicken. All right, that'll do it for our start sick questions. Let's move on to our heads in the clouds, players. Head in the clouds. Give me one player that you have your heads in the clouds on for week five. Who wants to start us off? I'll go ahead and go first, since we already talked about my guy briefly. Um, Emmanuel Sanders. I think that he is poised for the uh, top 20 performance that we've seen out of some of the guys that are going up against this Kansas City defense. Um, Josh Allen and the Bills have been extremely hot lately, and I think they continue that. I'm not predicting quite the blowout that Keone is, but I think that we're going to see deeper shots down the field, which is Sanders' specialty. Um, and I think they're going to take advantage of this kind of, not an experienced secondary, but just bad secondary. Like, they haven't looked, yeah, they haven't looked good. So, yep. I think Sanders is the play. Nice. I don't I don't hate it. I mean, he's he is really consistent getting it at least six targets every single week. I mean, catches five of those things, four to five of them. He's getting 60 yards, like I said earlier. Getting the end zone. He's going to be, yeah, he's going to be in those top 36 wide receivers or so. Especially, if and if he gets in the end zone, he's in the top 24. Boom. All right, I'll go next. My heads in the clouds player is Jacoby Myers, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. He has quietly led this team in receptions, targets, and receiving yards. He just has not gotten into the end zone in 2021, and it has really hurt him. He does lead the team in red zone targets, though, so it's only a matter of time until he does get in the end zone and scores. I think it'll be this week against the Texans. The Texans do play hard on defense, and they'll make sure this is a game. But that just means Mac Jones is going to have to throw it more. Jones is... He's finding his own, and he's only going to get better as the season goes on. Jacoby Myers is the best receiver on this team right now, and it's going to start showing on the field as Mac Jones gets better. He's going to keep getting targets, keep getting receptions, and he's going to eventually get into the end zone. I think Jacoby Myers does it this week against the Houston Texans. Start him up in your flex. Well, then, I am going to go with Dalton Schultz. The tight end out of Cowboy out of Dallas. Uh, he <laughs> he uh, out of Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> uh, he had a snap percentage of seventy nine percent last week, which was just one shy of CD Lamb, which I think had the highest snap percentage on the team out of the uh, pass catchers last week. However, Dalton Schultz got in the end zone, had more targets, receptions, and yards. So he seems like a guy that uh, Dak Prescott was going to quite frequently throughout the game against a tough defense and the defense they face this week is a much easier opponent, even though the giants have shown that they can be decent on defense, but I think that offense is just really good. And I think Dalton Schultz potentially could be the uh, tight end one on the week because I'm going to live or die on this Hill, but, and there's another hot take, but I think it's because it's the, it's the perfect storm between the momentum they have between him and Dak Prescott as an offense as a whole and the matchup. So hopefully I am like Zeus and the, this move turns out godly as opposed to being like Marky Mark in the movie, the perfect storm. 
<laughs> okay, Don Schultz. All right, there you have it, our heads in the clouds players. Let's move on to some over-unders. So I will give you guys the over-under fantasy points line. You guys tell me whether you would take the over-under and whether that player is an option to start in fantasy this week. So let's let's go first. Marquez Callaway, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. The line is over under 11 and a half fantasy points. They are at the Washington football team. Keone. Um, this is kind of tough because on the one end, you have Washington football team's defense, which is, I think, the worst in the NFL. But then you also have the Saints offense, which like was good for one week the very first week. And even in that week, Marquez Callaway didn't really, I think he had like one reception when Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns. So how do you like, how is that even possible? Um, and Jameis Winston is only thrown for more than 150 yards in one game. And he's only passed this mark once this season. And I just, they, they don't pass a lot. So even though it's against a terrible, terrible defense, I don't think they pass enough to get the amount of points because he'll need to get in the end zone is, is basically my mm-hmm. point because his yards aren't going to be good enough. So he'll need to get in the end zone and I, I, it's a big if. So I'm going to say under Aaron. I am also going to be taking the under he's hit over 11 points, only one game and he hit it 12.1. Um, and he has had two games where he has scored a single point. So <laughs> This offense is just not good enough to support anybody outside of Alvin Kamara. And even he's kind of struggling Questionable right now. sometimes, yeah. Like he had zero targets last week. How do you give him yeah. zero targets? Yep. Like, I just, I don't know if they're just missing, Mike. like if Michael Thomas is that big of a piece that they just can't run a regular offense without him there. But I just think that, you know, they're not, they're not throwing the ball downfield. And when they get in close, they're using... Taysom Hill or Alvin Kamara. So I don't think, I don't see a pathway to him getting uh, over 11 and a half points. Yeah. So that's all three of us going to take the under on that one. Yeah. I just don't see it. I mean, he, he doesn't score over 10 points in most games. So I don't see him going over 11. Uh, Washington, their defense is, has been bad. I think they can, they are better than how they've played, but yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's a wait and see thing there, I guess, because they have not played well. But I will still take the under on my Marquez Callaway going for eleven and a half fantasy points. All right, what about Miles Sanders running back for the Philadelphia Eagles over under eleven and a half fantasy points? Same exact line. They are at the Carolina Panthers this week. Aaron, I go. am going to take the under on this one as well. I think that. We've seen, not that Miles Sanders is being replaced, but we were kind of seeing a similar situation in Dallas with Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, where, yes, Sanders is getting the majority of the work, but Kenneth Gainwell is also playing well, and there's no reason to have Sanders out there 60 70% of the time. And, yes, Carolina got torn up on the ground last week, but that is an amazing Dallas offense with a great offensive line. Philly's offensive line is not that they have not been great um, running the ball the last two weeks. Uh, 
the biggest score of points last week was Jalen Hurts, and that's because he had to throw because they were down multiple touchdowns. And they're not using Sanders in the passing game. So if they get down in this game, then it's likely going to be Gainwell. And I think that there's a chance that they're down early in this game. So I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm taking the under because of because of Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is working his way onto this onto the field. And yeah, I, I think you summed it up really well. So uh, Keone. I, I think we must all have the same notes because we all ta- are ta- talking about this Kenneth Gainwell fella. Kenneth Gainwell. It's like, maybe um, you should Kenneth Gainwell an ad. Yeah, uh, maybe. But also, this Panthers defensive line is like a nice Guinness because they're stout. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, um, they have 14 sacks on the season. And if, um, as Aaron said, that um, Philadelphia O-line, oof, they're bruising. Yeah. So... I expect a few more sacks from um, Carolina this um, this week. And yeah, Kenneth Gainwell, I think, is outperforming uh, Miles Sanders. I think we could get yeah. producer Ian on the field for the uh, Eagles if we really wanted to. I think they might need a center. <laughs> That's how he makes his Pro Bowl. Yeah. All right, let's get it started. <laughs> I'll start doing some push-ups right now. Just keep doing them. Yep. All right, yeah, so we'll... We will all take the under on Miles Sanders. So, so Marcos Callaway, not a start. Are you guys playing Miles Sanders? No, it's a risky one. It really does depend on who you have. Like, if yeah, are you willing to would you take Miles Sanders or would you rather start uh Samaj P. Ryan this week? Uh, I'd rather take Miles Sanders because that's where some people are at. Like, you have Joe Mixon out, you have David Montgomery out, you're you have a couple guys for multiple teams you could start that aren't great options, but you're kind of pigeonholed into starting them because they're the guy. Like, I don't think you can sit them, but it's another one of those, like, lower your expectations. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. All right, last up, Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, over under 12.5 fantasy points at the Baltimore Ravens. Keone. Um, I really, really hope that, um, he does well this week and he finally gets in the end zone. Cause I think that's what he's going to need to do in order to get this 12 and a half points. Um, cause he's had a decent amount of targets. It's just, you know, the art, the yards he gets aren't enough alone to get past this 12 and a half mark. And so if he's able to get the same amount of yards as he usually does, but then find his way to the, into the end zone for the first time this season then I think that he'll get past that 12 and a half mark. So I don't really have anything to back this up more, just like a gut feeling, but I'm going to say the over because I believe he's going to get in the end zone. Aaron. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm right there with Keone. I don't, there's no reasoning as to why, but I mean, he's the, he's leading the team in targets and it's not really even particularly close. He's got 36 nope. on the year. The next closest guy is Zach Pascal with 23. Um, but I just think that this Baltimore defense is kind of playing not up to the standards maybe that we think of when we see a Baltimore defense. Um, and this could be another one of those games where Indy's behind early and they have to throw. And that's what leads to fantasy success for bad teams with good wide receivers. And I think that's what this is. Oh, man. I, I'm going to take the under just because he's going to have to get in the end zone. 
Yeah, he's going to get 12 targets or so, but if he only catches six of them, 60 yards, I mean, um, it's going to be really hard for him. I agree. This Ravens defense has not lived up to what they should be, but they also have a bunch of injuries. I just, I'm, I don't have that same gut feeling that you guys have. I'm, I'm going the other way where, I mean, it's a Monday night game. I don't want to play Pittman there. Yeah. Are you guys playing Pittman? I don't believe I have him in any leagues, but it would be another one of those situations where he's a likely flex option. And it just depends. Like if I feel comfortable with the rest of my team, I might throw him in there for the upside that he does have a good game. But like, if it's a close matchup, I'm probably going with someone I think would be kind of a more reliable uh, target. Like this is where you would start a Tyler Boyd instead of Tyler Boyd. Okay. Like that. Uh, so Keone, Tyler Boyd, or Michael Pittman? I I have to know if T, uh, T. Higgins is playing. Let's say T. Higgins is yeah. playing. It looks like he's going to. Then I think I'll go with Michael Pittman. Okay. Just because I don't like... What like about- I feel like it's a two-person two person, like passing game for um, Joe Burrow. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, what about Jamison Crowder, a guy we talked about earlier? Jamison Crowder and Michael Pittman. I think I feel a little bit more comfortable about Jamison Crowder. Okay. I go Tyler match. Boyd and I go Jamison Crowder. I forgot to answer the first one. Aaron, um, Jamison Crowder, Michael Pittman. So I'd probably go Tyler Boyd for the first one, for that one. And then I would take the shot on Michael Pittman on that one. I know you're getting the targets for Crowder, but they're just not as you're going to also get targets for Pittman. You, you are. And I think that yeah. you could get potentially more productive targets from Pittman where mm. like Crowder is not the deep field, the down threat guy, mm. the downfield deep threat guy. That's the words I'm looking <laughs> for. Um, like that's Corey Davis and um, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Moore. We're just all over the Elijah place. Elijah right Moore now. is back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, in that case, I think I'm going to stick with, I would stick with uh, Michael Pittman. Okay. All right. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Again, if you guys want to find all of our content, it's on our website, daydreamermedia.com. We all are also on Instagram, day underscore dreamer media. You guys can DM us there. Shoot us any questions over. Also on Twitter, FF Daydreamers. Use that hashtag, AskFDD. Get your questions answered by us, the Fantasy Daydreamers. And if you guys have any extra funds, we do have a Patreon, Daydreamer Media. It'd be cool if you guys donated. But more importantly, tell your friends and stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.